This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Well, the draw for the group stages of the Champions League takes place this Thursday, 31st of August. All bar six teams are known when it comes to those clubs set to be drawn in Monaco. And this week, we will find out the last half a dozen sides that will contest an autumn campaign in Europe's premier club competition. This is Betting Weekly Extra Time, Champions League edition. And in terms of midweek action, the handle for the Champions League is always significant. Globally, everyone has an opinion. You're with Dan Roper, and alongside me too. The shooters handicappers around to talk you through the Tuesday and Wednesday card across Europe. Steve Wiss is back after a winning midweek last week. Well, Will White, who toppled James Easton on the European show at the weekend, is also alongside us this week. Steve, you did carve out a profit last week. It wasn't easy, as RJ and others found out. But nonetheless, you turned in a profit. Yeah, I was pretty pleased to go 3-0, and Dan. I was still moaning, though, wasn't I? Because of that late goal, which Braga conceded, which denied me the full winner on the handicap there. But... Um, yeah, look, honestly, it's a tough competition, so I was delighted to to get through with some winners. Maybe I was a little bit lucky because, you know, I would have taken that Maccabi high for over if RJ had not been on it. So it's the luck of the draw sometimes. Uh, you know, a, sh- a word about RJ, he was, I thought he was really unlucky with the Rakoff match. Oh, did you see the goal that was disallowed? He did well, it was, I think it was like a toenail, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. VAR, that's a debate for another day, but I thought he was really unlucky. And I don't really think... It was really hard to foresee that Maccabi Young Boys game, how how both teams operated in it. So uh, he, he, he'll be back swinging next time he's on. But uh, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll take the winners when they come down because uh, it's a tough competition. Uh, Will, great to have you on this week. Um, you did turn in uh, plus week, a profitable week when we had you on at the start of the third round of qualifiers. You did say in the WhatsApp group, roll on the group stages. Why is it so different? Is it just the bigger teams? Do we just know more about them? Is the form uh, solid, more reliable metrics? Why are the group stages so different as far as you're concerned to these playoff games? It's great to be back, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to tackling what is quite a tricky card, as Steve says at first glance. Um, yeah, the, the group stage is where the bigger teams from the from the bigger European leagues tend to enter the competition. Just they suit my my betting style a bit better, really, because we have uh, we're talking about teams that I that I model and watch and and, and know quite a lot about week in week out, and obviously. When you've got a higher level of confidence in, in your numbers and in your own opinion and judgment, it it makes it a more attractive betting proposition. So, so that's why I'd look forward to the group stages. And and another thing I'd like to say is I, I'd always I'd always advise aspiring betters to try and streamline and specialize uh, the leagues and, and maybe even more specifically the teams that they focus on because um, it can be difficult to follow um, all of the nuances around team news and motivation and styles of play and matchups and, and, and data um, if you do expand your repertoire to, to too many leagues. 
What I find really difficult with European football, and I'll put this question to both of you, if you are dominant in your domestic league, and that could be an Antwerp or a Mulder or a Galatasaray, you have an awful lot of the ball, you play a certain style, usually have more possession, usually create more chances. That's your bread and butter week in, week out. Suddenly you're thrust into a Champions League group against sides that do that in their own domestic league, but at a higher level. So will do, do they have to change their style because they can't play the way that they play in their domestic division? And how does that affect ratings and bets that you have? Because when Galatasaray play at home to pretty much any side in the Turkish league, they will be the dominant force. But suddenly, if they are inviting Manchester City or Barcelona, Real Madrid, they have to change their style. How difficult is it for for betters to try and work out how Gala might approach those type of games? It's it's extremely difficult. I think um, actually quite a quite a big tell into the into that that factor you're describing is is how the betting markets move um, in those early group stage games, where perhaps you've got a team like Galatasaray paying a PSG or a Man City, and betters might look at that thinking that Gala have got a chance because of their attacking threats. And then you see the Asian handicap market on day of game move strongly towards the big team. It makes you think, and 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 really, it is t- it is really difficult for those those bigger, especially the more attacking, um, lower league um, European teams to to adapt to 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 being on the back foot and perhaps adopting a more defensive approach. So yeah, definitely, definitely something to to get some feedback from the betting markets on before you start to uh, adjust your approach accordingly. Steve, do you look at the markets in, in games like that? Obviously, I know you, you follow quite a lot of the, you know, the lesser leagues in, in Europe, certainly the um, the Scandinavian leagues. And obviously, you can be so dominant in those leagues some years, um, but you have to change your style of play as soon as you get into Europe. I mean, Copenhagen were, were an interesting example last year with all the draws they had um, in, in the group stages. I mean, how, how do you assess teams in situations like that? Um, do you have to change your style of play? Because it was really refreshing when the champions of Norway, Buda Glimt, were doing so well in the Conference League and Europa League, and they didn't change their style at all. Um, they did take a pasting or two eventually, but um, that was refreshing to see. It does frustrate me when, like in Scandinavia down the years, someone like Malmo, um, really dominant domestically, and then just go into their complete shell in Europe, and, and that's frustrating. I've seen the, the Scottish sides do it as well almost because they feel like they have to do it. But I suppose there is this sense to it as well, because you don't want to get beaten six or seven by someone like a Barcelona. So you've got, that's when you've got to know the manager, how the manager is going to approach it. Um, Some managers are kind of old school and and will do that. But the more modern thinking bosses uh, in this era, I think are more inclined to stick with their general strategy and approach, because I don't think teams are as interchangeable as they used to be. I think everyone now in, in football tries to have their own defined style and they try and stick with it as much as they can. That's very true. We do see teams try and play the way that they play domestically on the European stage. It can be difficult, certainly things to consider uh, when playing in the European uh, games and, and competitions. OK, let's get to some uh, selections, shall we? We've got five picks across four games uh, from the boys here. Uh, we're going to kick off with Tuesday action Galatasaray. 
against uh, Mulder Galatasaray minus 167. Uh, Mulder plus 400, draw plus 310 here. They're all three o'clock Eastern times, incidentally, midweek, as they were last week for the for the playoffs games. Gala were, were plus money winners in Norway, uh, Steve, but they were the favourites. They did leave it late. I mean, I, I know they're very short at minus 167 here, but I, that wouldn't put me off, for example. What's your take on this game? Yeah, I was pleased that this the bet I had on the game last week of the over 2.75 goals came in because it was more that field bet, like I said. It was cash, it was cash by half time, near enough. And um, I'm sticking with the same play. Over 2.75 goals at plus 100. And I was actually, it was going to be over three. I was going to take the over three goal line, but the market has moved towards the under, actually. Not quite sure why. Um, but there's, there's no reason why this match shouldn't be played in a similar fashion to last week. Mulder will certainly go down swinging. This is their, you know, this is their opportunity to make the group stages. I thought they were very unlucky to lose. Actually, I thought they were the better team. But what the difference was that Galatasaray just had a little bit extra quality, especially in the final third. Icardi, I thought, was the, the main difference maker. And you know, he's often forgotten about. He didn't have the greatest of times in Paris, but this is someone, you know, very experienced striker. And um, you know, put him on this sort of stage, he can. You know, stand out like a sore thumb, really. So I, I just I look at this Galatasaray squad, and that's where they have bits of a lot more individual quality than Molder. Now they certainly they should protect a, a one goal lead um, now playing at home, but um, they, they'll get opportunities on the break because Molder at some point will have definitely have a good go, leave themselves exposed. I think Galatasaray could cover this goal line on their own if Molder do stupid things. But I do expect the visitors to contribute. I think this is a good chance of both teams scoring. I did consider BTTS, actually, instead. But again, a one-all draw. And I know I said this about Servette Rangers and it lost. But a one-all draw does not do Mulder any good whatsoever. So if that happened, then logically there should be all sorts of chances towards the end of the game. Um, so that's why, again, leaning towards the, the goal line over. Again, I'm ignoring the stats of Galatasaray home matches in recent times. The way the game was played last week, I don't. I just don't see how, how things change. I really don't, unless Galatasaray just suddenly really tighten up. But even if that happens, then I think they can pick pick off Mulder on the counter-attack and, and score a few themselves. So if it ain't broke, why fix it, eh, Dan? Um, so we'll stick with that same bet. Exact same price, exact same line as last week. Galatasaray versus Mulder over 2.75 goals. Um, at uh, plus 100. And um, in terms of match result, yeah, unfortunately, I will have to lean towards Galatasaray winning it. Maybe something like 3-1, 2-1. But uh, I will deep down be rooting for Mulder, of course. Of course you will be. Um, Neither side played at the weekend. Does it matter in these games? I've seen quite a lot of teams taking a weekend off and obviously the various football federations have allowed them to do that to prepare for European European mm. games. Does it work? Is, is it a factor for you? I mean, obviously they sort of cancel each other out with these two, Steve. I think, I think it's a great idea. And most federations are doing this now. They want to give their teams the best possible. Apart from England, of course. <laughs> well, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's um, well, the presumption is that we're, we're the English are too good, right? They don't need the break. Um, but it, it will help both teams out for sure. And, um, you know, worth mentioning that the Turkish coefficient has nosedived in recent years and they really do need a team back in the group stages of, of Europe. The Norwegian coefficient has been improving. Um, so uh, 
And, and I think one of the reasons it has been improving is because they've been doing this schedule. They do it for all their teams, whether it's Conference League or Champions League, give them that best chance to qualify. Both will be well-rested and bang up for the game. And I, I think that will help goals because the freshness is there. And Will, just to you on that point as well, because we've talked previously when we did the European show at the weekend uh, about teams having to play uh, more games. And we, we, we were talking about Osasuna, who... Um, denied us both. I followed you in with Valencia yesterday. Um, but does it cancel each other out when you say, OK, well, both teams haven't played. We're going to get onto your young boys, Maccabi Haifa, pick in, in a bit. You think, well, they're both not playing, so so I don't factor it in. What What's your thoughts on, on teams missing out on, on weekend play ahead of European games? I think I agree with Steve. I think it's a good thing. Um, and I can see why federations do it for sure. Um, from a how do I factor it in perspective, I'd only really factor it in if there's a difference um, between between both teams participating. And in this case, and in all the cases here, yeah. um, apart from, did Rangers play over the weekend? Yes, Rangers did play and win. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think when you when you're looking at two teams that have both had the benefit of extended rest and preparation time, it doesn't really factor into my thinking at all. It's only if there's a difference that I consider it. Well, young boys, Maccabi Haifa uh, neither played at the weekend in Switzerland or Israel. This is the uh, again that you're going to tackle for us here. Uh, minus one twenty-seven, young boys, Maccabi Haifa at plus three ten. Again, it's Tuesday, three p.m. Um, uh, Eastern uh, young boys in in fair form at the moment, and this is their first European tie. Uh, of course, uh, what's the angle in? What's the pick here, Will? Actually, when I first looked at this game, I thought uh, when I looked at first looked at the tie before the first leg, I really thought it looked like two attacking teams and lots of goals. Um, and uh, young boys are just one of those teams. I think everybody thinks they're just a very attack-minded team, and there are going to be inherently lots of goals in their games, and and that's backed up by the um, the whopping 130 get goals that were seen in their 36 league games last season in the Swiss League. Uh, that's that's 3.61 goals a game, which is which is outrageous, really. Um, but um, I'm actually going to be betting under 2.75 goals here. Um, I think it's uh, I think generally in betting, the best bets um, often feel the most counterintuitive and, and sometimes even uncomfortable. It's the, the betting the the big underdogs on the big handicaps and the under 4.25 goals that often um, really get the uh, adrenaline pumping. Um, in this case, my my main angle in is is the is the first leg um, and the game state. It was it was a very very cagey nil nil draw, um, and the xG was was extremely low. Um, the total 0.54 goal um, goals worth of chances were created on on the expected goals, and and, and I can't help but think that neither team is going to want to to open up too early. Um, I don't actually think there's there's much difference between the quality of both teams here. And I think young boys are a little bit too short on, on the money line and the Asian. Uh, potentially would lean uh, Maccabi on the plus three-quarter goals. A little bit short for me at the moment. Um, I think overall, like, kind of similar to what we were discussing earlier, Dan, I don't think necessarily this attack-minded domestic league young boys is what we're going to be seeing in European competition. I know then Maccabi Haifa aren't necessarily one of the bigger European names, but um, in last in last season's Conference League qualification stages, 
uh, young boys went out to Anderlecht on penalties after two one-nil games, um, with um, which perhaps does suggest that when it gets to the real um, big stage, they 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 do slightly change up their style to accommodate. So um, all things considered, I think the line should be closer to two and a half goals here. Um, I don't. I know that um, unders bets aren't necessarily popular on on these shows and. But uh, but I'm going to take a punt on the under 2.75 at, at minus 114. I love an unders. Don't worry about that. I know Steve I, I do. Do you? I added a couple. This is why we've got the <laughs> likes of Will on the show, because um, we wouldn't have any unders bets if it weren't for, for Will and Nigel Seeley. Although Jackson minus pops in with an under, doesn't he? But um, I, I, you know what? I, I think this is a really good bet. I, I sense from Will it's not just a stats bet. I think it's a bit of feel. In this as well, because so pl- plastic this... pitch come into it at all with young boys? I mean, I mean, there must be enough plastic oh. pitches in. I say plastic; that's quite derogatory, isn't it? Mm. I mean, the artificial services <laughs> these days, nearly every single certain Premier League team uh, um, trains on them, uh, and they're quite good, aren't they? So maybe it's not a fact. I actually it. went past this state. I was I was actually visiting Switzerland this summer. I went past the Wankdorf Wankdorf Stadium here in in Bern, and uh, it was. I, I was wondering, will I be talking about them on any shows this season in the Champions League? And, and here I am. I, what I thought happened last week was we had two teams who suddenly realised where the hell they were. We're one tie away from the group stages of the Champions League and they went into their shell and they got scared. I think this has the makings of going all the way to penalties. Penalty kicks for me, Dan, in this tie. Uh, unders we like. Um, Panathinaikos Braga next. This is a game on Tuesday as well, 3pm, as they all are, as I've mentioned. Um, Panathinaikos plus 150, Sporting Braga plus 175. So tight in the money line here, uh, Will. Just just on, and Steve touched on, on coefficients. I was just looking at the, the sort of trend for, for Greek teams when it comes to UEFA coefficients. Uh, and if you go back 20 years, they were ranked about 6th or 7th. They've slipped down to, I think, 14th now when it comes to their clubs in European football. There is this perception, and it, and it can get into betters' mindsets, that you go to Greece, it's a hard place to go. And you, you can see the reasoning, and you sort of rely on on almost a bit of a myth. I don't know if it's a myth these days, but, you know, going to Olympiakos or Panathinaikos, AK Athens... And it's very, very difficult with a hot crowd and so on. I'm not quite sure it's a thing anymore. And and the Greek coefficient has, has slipped down quite a lot. I mean, are, are Greek teams, you know, still to be feared, do you think? And do you factor that in when you're looking at, at prices for, for money line and goals and so on when, when you look at a game involving a Greek team at home in Europe? It's funny you actually mentioned that. Um, I did actually go back last night and I found a research paper on the subject of home advantage in domestic European competition from 2020, so kind of uh, pre-COVID times. Um, and, and that paper actually found that the league, the European league with the highest home advantage rate was the Greek Super League. I take it all which, back. Which did actually surprise me. I guess the question is, does that still if it if it was previously a myth, uh, translate to European competition, and and I think there are factors that you, you know you could consider that would back that up. And you mentioned one of them, the the strong home support that they get. Um, is it a factor in this tie? I think so. Yeah, I think Braga are very strong at home, and I know Steve was was on them last week. Um, 
I don't think they travel particularly well either, Braga. So I think guns ahead, I'd be on Panathinaikos on the draw no bet line here. I think they they should be very slight favourites at home, especially considering game state here. I think you've got to you've got to build that in a little bit too. But to my bet, um, my my bet is going to be on over two and a half goals minus one one five. Um, game state does come into my thinking where Braga are up two one from the first leg. An extremely high XG um, score on the first leg, 3.07 total goals. Um, Braga are just full of attacking threats, aren't they? With uh, Abel Ruiz, Ricardo Orta, Bruma, Pizzi. And at the same time, we've got Panathinaikos, who some people may think that Greek teams like to sit back and defend and, and play quite defensively. Well, that might be the case if this were nil-nil, but it's not. They're 2-1 behind. They're going to have to open up. They need to score at least once. I'm not sure they're just going to sit back. Um, so that perception of Greek teams being inherently defensive-minded, I don't think is relevant here, really. One other factor I really like for the overs here is Braga's screening midfield, Alves Ratti, is out uh, for this leg with a sprained ankle. Um, I think this will weaken Braga significantly defensively, and I, and I, and I think they, they'll know they can't just sit back and, uh, and try and... Um, try and contain Panathinaikos. So I can see Pana pushing uh, and, and Braga looking to hit them on the break. They've got lots of threats on the counter. Uh, and I think over 2.5 goals at minus 115 is, is a pretty solid bet. That is your selection in the Panathinaikos Sporting Prague game. We've got one match to cover on Wednesday. It is AK Athens against Antwerp with the Greek side minus 129, Antwerp plus 335. The Belgian side draw plus 450 here. Have I got that the other way around? I have to check that. Um, both handicappers have a pick in this fixture. I thought it was the hardest one to call, having just been across it a little bit last week. One for me to swerve. And that's because I'm asking the questions and not giving the selections. So Steve and Will have both got a pick in this. Steve, you're at first. What do you like? Well, my bet for the game is going to be AEK Athens on a minus 0.75 Asian handicap at plus 105. And uh, this is—I've only got two picks this week. That's how hard I found this card. I just—I forgot to say this at the start of the show that I actually believe um, I would tread lightly in terms of your staking for this round because um, it, I've just got a feeling it's really difficult to predict. Um, I'm, I am more confident about the Molder bet. This one, this almost feels weird um, to be betting on a Greek team. Um, I don't. I've not rated that league for quite some time, but I think it is improving. I will hold my hands up a little bit. Um, Panathinaikos were better than I expected against Braga last week. And um, by the way, I think Panathinaikos at plus 220 to qualify against Braga could be a big price. But in this game, I do expect AEK Athens to go through the tie. I think, I mean, I watched them against Zagreb. And um, again, I think I underestimated the Greek champions, really. I expected Dinamo to have too much for them overall. But um, they found a way through, uh, a couple of late goals in stoppage time. Last week, I was surprised they lost, actually, in Belgium. Uh, I looked at the stats for this game. I saw the highlights, and they did dominate. They somehow didn't score. Not sure quite how. They um, had a really high XG. But they should turn that around here at home. <clears throat> I don't actually think Ant Royal Antwerp, to give them their full title, uh, a particularly great side. I don't. I don't profess to follow Belgian football in great detail, 
but I think the best team in Belgium is Club Bruges. Mm. They nicked the title the... very late on, didn't they, Antwerp? Like? It was a three-way, but I think three teams yeah. uh, had the were winning the title in the last five minutes of regulation yeah. last season over there. But yeah, I do think Club Bruges are their best team uh, domestically, and they're actually in the Conference League. How quite how good Royal Antwerp are uh, remains to be seen in Europe. They're very inexperienced at this level in terms of uh, the club anyway. They've got some players, you know, like Toby Alderweireld, and that, that's probably helped them win the title over there. Um, Vincent Janssen, who, again, he flopped, didn't he, in the, in the Premier League, but he, he does a really good job in Belgium. I think I think this has the, the makings of, at very worst, going to extra time for AEKF. And so that's why I'm going to take the home team on this handicap. You, you could just take them on the money line if you wanted, but I'm the sort of better or who will always look to try and get a price close closer to the even money mark. So that's why I'm taking the minus 0.75 Asian handicap. I'm going to kind of take a leaf out of your textbook here, Dan. Greek, Greece is a tough place to go. Um, you know, Will has said that in some of his... <laughs> Where's the, hang on, hang on a minute, hang on, wait, wait there, wait, just wait a minute. That's a yellow. A yellow? That's a yellow for that, go on. But denigrating the stats and the research paper, I agree. <laughs> no, the re- it, I love the, re- <laughs> the research paper. It's a tough place to go. The crowd will be right on top of um, Royal Antwerp here. And um, if look, if they come out of this time qualify, I'll, I'll, I'll say fair play to them. I, I think AAK Athens go through. I'm not massive on it because Will said, didn't he, in, in some of the some of the better bets in, in, in soccer, perhaps ones that make you feel uncomfortable. And this does make me feel uncomfortable. It's not. I don't like taking sides anyway. I'm a goals backer. That's where I do my best work. So that in itself makes me think. Mm. But and also, actually, backing a Greek team isn't something I particularly have been doing in recent years. But this is the side that I think will will, will qualify. So I've got to back my judgment here. Minus 0.75 Asian handicap at plus 100. I think there's a, probably a good chance of a half win exactly. This this could well go to extra time as well. But okay. um, a winning bet is better than uh, than nothing, isn't it? So AK happens. Come on, the Greeks. Come on, the uh, Greeks. Toby Alderweireld, incidentally, yeah, 90th minute equaliser to basically uh, win the title at, uh, away at Racing Genk back in uh, back in June. Uh, Will, what's your play uh, in this one? You have steered away from the money line. You're going goals. What's your pick? Yeah, um, I think this just highlights how difficult I found this card, really. It really is tricky because I'm, as Steve's predominantly a goals better, I'm predominantly an Asian handicap or money line better. So I don't normally get involved in goals, and yet I've got three goal selections for this card. So I've really had to dig deep and kind of go outside of my comfort zone a little bit. Um, I th- I think... I think there's a good chance Antwerp do get on the score book, on the score sheet here. And, and so... I would have sided with Athens on the Asian handicap, but um, but given I think Antwerp are quite an underrated attacking threat. Actually, they they've only failed to score in one out of six competitive matches so far this season, and and I'm and I'm not I'm not completely convinced by this um, Athens defence. Um, so so my my I've targeted the goal line here on over two and a half goals minus one one seven. Um, I think one one factor we haven't necessarily alluded to is that second leg qualification ties normally are more open, especially if if one team's chasing the game. And, and, and it sounds simple and it sounds um, it sounds obvious, but you've got to adjust your goal expectations accordingly. Um, some people may look at this uh, first leg and, and finish one nil um, Antwerp and, and think you know quite a, 
a cagey defensive game, but it but it it wasn't really that. There were there were two point nine nine expected goals in that first leg, and so um, Athens really should have uh, really should have got on the score sheet at least once. Um, if we look back to the previous round as well um, of AKs against Dinamo Zagreb, as Steve alluded to, um, that that's the second the second leg in that tie finished two all with eleven shots on target. So. AEK do have history of opening up in these second legs. Um, I just, I think there's a lot of attacking talent on both sides. I think on the last show I talked about Levi Garcia, um, who scored 14 goals in, in, in the Greek Super League last season. Uh, and then, as Steve mentioned, um, Antwerp have Vincent Janssen, uh, who's on good form this season, scoring four and four in the uh, in the Belgian Jupiler Pro League. Um, I've actually got down here a 2-1 type scoreline and extra time so i think steve and i are quite aligned here i think we both take 3-1 over 2-1 but um but yeah i'll be backing uh over two and a half goals at minus 117. good stuff uh that's the selections out of the way top work from both uh by the way i thought the easiest game to call surely ps3 rangers it's got to be an overs game hasn't it steve surely Plus one fifty five over three and a half. We're not we're not going goals in Rangers. It's been the theme over the qualifiers. The the thing is, I actually believe that Rangers will come here and try and park the bus, right? I think they'll try and play the game differently. And even if they fall behind, I don't think they'll try and necessarily change their game until it's later. So uh, yeah, difficult one really, Dan. Uh, I, I prefer what, leave it alone. Okay. What's your what's your, what's your ratings for that game? Am I going to do my money, uh, Will, if I go over three and a half for the PSV Rangers game? What's what's your thoughts on that one? I as soon as I yes, I'm going to do my money, isn't it? That <laughs> I can see where you're coming from, but too obvious. As soon as as soon as I looked at the lines there, I couldn't have anything to do with PSV or overs. Uh, I would need minus. Minus 0.75 on the Asian to be with PSV and, and probably a line around 2.75 to, to even consider overs. And we're at least a quarter of a goal away on both. So I can see where you're coming from, Dan. But um, I do remember previous Rangers away games in, in Europe and them sitting back, as Steve mentions. And so, um, yeah, not one for me. Okay, note to self, leave the opinions to the experts. Let's get a reminder of the selection, Steve, your picks for this playoff round second leg week in Europe. Molder versus Galatasaray. Sorry, Galatasaray versus Molder over 2.75 goals at plus 100. And AK Athens on the minus 0.75 Asian handicap at plus 105. Uh, Will, you've got three for us. Just rattle them off. I've got Young Boys Maccabi Haifa under 2.75 goals at minus 114. So if there are three goals, we lose only the half stake there. Panathinaikos Braga over two and a half goals minus 115. And AK Athens versus Antwerp over two and a half goals at minus 117. Great stuff. And just for fun, before we wrap it up, 12 teams left in the qualifiers, six go through, obviously. Just for fun, as I say. Which team... Which club of the size that we, you know, we've looked at a few of the games, but that are involved in those playoffs, do you think might sort of make any impression when it comes to the group stages? Um, Steve, you got any thoughts? Could it be a Galatasaray? Could it be a PSV? Might it be uh, a Mulder? What, what's what's your thoughts on a team maybe to follow who might not just be also rounds should they get through at the group stages? Yeah, it pains me to say it, Dan, but Galatasaray, I think, could be a team that uh, go uh, quite well. Well, first of all, I think they've got a very good chance of making the group stages after the first leg. 
They will be in pot four of the... You've got to look at the draw here. And I actually look at pot three, and there's some teams I wouldn't mind facing. The likes of Red Star Belgrade, Shakhtar Donetsk, possibly even Red Bull Salzburg. It's not too bad. Whereas in pot four, you've got Newcastle are in there, Union Berlin, Lens, um, you know, sides that have um, you've not been in Europe recently. That's why they're so lowly ranked. And uh, the other thing is, um, you know, someone like a Braga or a PSV, PSV would not be able to face, for me, the weakest team in pot one, which is Feyenoord. Braga can't face the likes of Benfica and Porto, who, you know, they're decent sides, but you would much rather face them from pot one or two rather than your big dogs like your Real Madrid's and Man United's, Man City's of this world. So I think, um, you know, just saying if all the stars aligned, you could get a group containing Feyenoord, Porto, Red Star, Belgrade and Galatasaray. They'd have a chance in that group. I think, of qualifying. Um, so I'm going to have to go with them, I think. Ratings-wise, uh, Will, uh, what do your numbers suggest when it comes to those battling to make the group stages of the Champions League? Which team might be able to punch up and punch above its weight, do you think, when it comes to those uh, group stages in the autumn? I think it's only really PSV that that, that uh, figures for me. Um I've got them definitely the highest rated of the remaining um, and Galatasaray second highest. Um, but there's quite a significant difference between the two. Um, and if you look at the Europa League, was it Europa League semis from last? No, it wasn't semis. Was it quarters where uh, PSV played Sevilla last yes. season in, yeah, in Europa yeah, League? Yeah. If you look at the markets there, PSV are actually uh, the, the, the slightly favoured team um, even though they didn't go through um, so PSV are kind of on that Sevilla type level and I don't think you could say the same about Galatasaray so yeah I, I think um, it's, it's it could only be PSV for me although um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Steve's knowledge of Galatasaray and the upswing in Turkish fo- football uh, as well as the knowledge of the the draw and the pots is uh, you know throws up a surprise. We'll get to know the group stages, of course, later this week. Fingers crossed for all of the picks uh, when it comes to the Tuesday and Wednesday games. That wraps up Betting Weekly Extra Time Champions League edition. Don't forget, take advantage of all of the in-play markets uh, with Bet Rivers as well. Many thanks to Steve and to Will uh, and from myself, Dan Roebuck. It is goodbye. We'll speak again soon.